Hi guys, I'm Matt Harris, host of the HMO Experience Property Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to be chatting with my co-host Jamie Medill about nine useful tactics that you can start using today in order to attract more landlords. Now, some of the feedback that we get from um, our um, HMO experience community is that one of the key hurdles that they find difficult to overcome is how to target and attract landlords for their rent-to-rent HMO property business. So we thought we would um, have a good old chin wag and have a deep dive into um, nine and there are a number of other um, tactics that you can use in order to attract landlords for your rent to rent HMO property business and these tactics include using the HMO landlord list, using social media, email marketing, guerrilla marketing, landlord letters and flyers and a number of different options that are available to you for you to use right now in order to attract landlords for your HMO property business. Now, um, once you've uh, finished listening to the episode, please make sure you head over to the HMO Experience website at www.thehmoexperience.co.uk where you can download a number of free resources including the 11 steps to building a successful HMO property business. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you get notified every week when a new episode is released. Now that the intro is done, let's head over to the show. Hi guys, I'm Harris. Welcome to episode 39 of the HMO Experience. Um, we are talking about marketing to landlords in this uh, episode. Before I crack on, uh, let me introduce you to Jamie. Say hello, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hey. <laughs> Borrowed that one from Steve. <laughs> Steve, again, is not here. He's literally on tour now with um, Seeds with Steve. Uh, he's <laughs> trying to take on Titchmarsh, um, yeah. and he's doing a pretty good job. Uh, so if you haven't seen him on Channel 4 yet, make sure you look out. Um, I think he's actually. Uh, I think he's actually being interviewed by Monty Don at the moment oh, for BBC <laughs> Garden as well. I think that's what's happening. So he sends his apologies, guys. So sorry about that. Next time he'll be here sometime. He'll be here. He'll be here sometime. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know he's a celebrity. Um, uh, look, landlord marketing. Uh, there are a number of different elements to it. If you tune in on the last episode, episode thirty-eight, we had um, a chat about. Um, sorting out a 10 pillars brochure for your business. Um, we're going to have, we're going to expand that a little bit more um, in this episode and talk about specific sort of marketing tactics that you can um, use um, in combination with the 10 pillar document or separate um, uh, in order to um, attract prospective landlords for um, primarily rent to rent. But you could also use similar tactics for um, for um, buying uh, properties as well. So definitely. Without further ado, I keep using that word. I need to think of something else. Um, uh, whatever, Jamie. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for joining us again for this episode. For those of you. Uh, 
watching or, or listening on the podcast, great to have you here once again. Mm. If you're new, again, welcome. So the whole idea about this episode is to give you some confidence and tips about what you can do to go and attract or indeed reach out to landlords and talk about this from a marketing point of view. We're going to share stuff that we've done in, on, and do in our business. Uh, but also I come from a sort of an advertising and marketing background in my uh, previous life before I was full-time in property. I'm going to share with you a couple of concepts there if I may. Um, because I don't, I don't want to assume that you already know this stuff because you might mm. do, but you might not. So the key thing with everything you do from a marketing point of view is to be incredibly clear on two things, in my opinion. The first thing is, who do you want to reach? Now, we know that because this episode is all about landlords, so yeah. that's cool. But the second thing is, what is it that's unique or special about you and how are you going to say it in a way mm. that it's appealing or attractive for them? So... In the last episode, we talked about the 10 pillars of trust. And again, quick thank you once again to Kevin Whelan. Wealth yeah. Builders. Amazing, Kevin. Thanks for that. We shared the 10 things that uh, talked about how to raise credibility and uh, build um, authority, professionalism, and reassurance when going out to people to promote yourself or your business. So let's now use this in the context in this episode about, as Matt said, landlords. So... You know who the, the target audience is, it's landlords, mm. but what is it you're going to say to them that focuses in on the framework of like the 10 pillars of trust we covered in the last episode? One of the key things we talked about there was about your core offer. And this is when you can elaborate and expand on that in the message that you can then approach and market yourself to landlords. So if we go back to Matt's initial point, which was rent to rent HMO. We've talked about that as a key income generating strategy all the way through the HMO Experience podcast. And as you know, Matt's been doing rent to HMOs now for 80 months, really successfully in North London. Steve and I have been doing it for uh, a number of years in Bedford. Uh, and he's obviously had enough now, hence he's off gardening. But despite <laughs> that, we, we won't hold that against him. But despite all that, um, we have been very clear about how our service, our rent to rent HMO management service, will benefit landlords and you've got to be very clear what the benefits are to you too we've talked about it in previous episodes but let me quick or quick guarantee rent for example second is you're going to manage uh, customers they don't have to they get the time back third thing mm. is you're going to manage uh, things like voids for example i.e empty rooms not being paid the rent that they might be worrying about fifth is uh, you're basically going to be doing the work for them um, and they can then have peace of mind and get their time back, etc. So those are sort of some of the key benefits uh, that you can offer them in a rent and service. So how are you then going to promote that in your marketing? So one of the key things that Steve and I in particular have been using for years now, since 2014, are sending out letters to landlords. In previous uh, HMO Experience podcasts, we've talked about how to get your local landlord list. If you want to go into more detail on that, go back to the previous episodes. If not, I'll give you a quick overview now. It's... Yeah. Go onto your council website and get the list. <laughs> but, uh, sorry. It, I mean, it was a much bigger episode when I said that first time around. <laughs> it wasn't five seconds like I just was there. But that's how you get your HMO landlord list. So go to the council website. Then when you've got that website, send letters to them if that's one of the ways you want to market and promote yourself. But your letters have got to be crystal clear about the benefits that you're offering those landlords. So again, that's why you talk about the benefits of rent for an HMO from a landlord point of view. Does that all make sense, Matt? Yeah, for sure. I think um, sure. letters, um, uh, you guys have had far more um, success with letters um, than we have had in London. Um, 
we're sort of trying different um, messages to get across in our uh, landlord letters in order to mm. to get um, landlords to to get in touch with us. Um, you know, we the last sort of round of letters we sent out were quite um, fact based in terms of mm. you know enforcement action increasing and um, extension of licensing requirements and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we started to incorporate sort of free giveaways, um, like uh, we've got a, a Brent borough licensing guide which we kind of compiled all of the um the uh licensing information on brent council's website into just one handy document that landlords agents can download um so i think yeah letters um are definitely um worthwhile sending like i said our experience in london hasn't been um as fruitful uh sending out letters but that doesn't mean that they don't work. I think you just need to be a bit more creative with your messaging uh, for letters. I agree. Um, I also think, I also think, sorry, jump in Matt. I also yeah, yeah. think that uh, you shouldn't focus on one channel or one mm. uh, marketing option. You should be yeah. doing a number of them together because they work in conjunction with each other. Yeah. So, um, you know, you probably get more response elsewhere. The letters certainly won't help. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Rewind. Okay, scrub that, scrub that, scrub that. Oh, if only this, oh, well, never mind. Um, so, yeah, I was going to say, certainly, I was trying to, my brain said, certainly wouldn't hurt. But anyway, yeah. there we go. Um, so, yeah, your, your marketing letters certainly wouldn't hurt because you're yeah. also coming at it from a level of providing value. You're giving them extra resources, knowledge, information, value, mm. and that will be benefiting some people. And I'm sure... Some of those landlords in Brent have got your letters when they've seen the value that you're offering in the letters, not just talking about the service that you do, but the value, the other stuff you do too, yeah. will generate some sort of interest in some way, shape or form. Yeah, so yeah absolutely, absolutely right. I mean, let's just give you a quick, quick example. Um, the very, again, this is purely luck, purely luck. The very first bunch of letters that Steve and I sent out in Bedford um, uh, with you know the coloured envelopes, the handwritten envelopes, all that stuff we've covered in previous podcast episodes. But at the very first week, uh, we had one response. The response from that letter from someone on the HMO landlord list was a lady called Penny. And on that first property, uh, sorry, that first letter and that first conversation that we had our first property from her. And we then managed that property for three years, made 90-odd thousand pounds gross income over three years we managed that property for her. Mm. Now, we didn't get any response in month two. Mm. We didn't get any response in month three. But then we got some response in month four and then six and then seven. So you can never judge when people are going to reply to you. But I guarantee if you don't send out marketing regularly, you're not going to get yeah. anything. No opportunities. So just yeah, give you sure. an example that it's great. It shouldn't be the only thing you do. But it could be, or should be, maybe one of the key things you do. Yeah, definitely. I think um, as a, an extension of the um, the landlord letters is um, flyering as well. So yes. we sort of we tend to mix up our um, our offline or our direct marketing with um, a letter followed by a flyer, followed by a letter, followed by a flyer, just to um, you know mix up the messaging. Not mix up the messaging. Mix up the the um the size of what they're getting um so just to give you an example we got these flyers i know the podcast you won't be able to see them but if you head over to the hmo experience nice. youtube channel um then you'll be able to see sort of examples of uh, the sort of flyers that we use uh, we had this one um done recently as well 
uh, which just, you know, quick and easy, quite visual. When it yeah, drops with it. a letterbox, I think it's a little bit more attractive. <clears throat> we also stick in uh, ooh, a fly about the podcast. Oh, can you see that? Nice. Um, there we go. I can see that. Yeah. Which, um, uh, so at Christmas, we sent out these, we sent out Christmas cards to all of our landlords and the agents that we worked with, with uh, the podcast and with a couple of these flyers in there. Um, just because it adds a little bit more credibility as well, right? And you don't know, you just don't know whether one of these flyers, you know, landlord that you work with or an agent that you work with, you know, gives it to another landlord or the landlord sees it on their desk. And before you know it, they're like, oh, this is interesting. And, you know, what are these guys doing? It kind of adds a, a yeah. little bit more substance to um, to who you are. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, um, like, landlord letters and flyers, we do. We, we mix it up just because the letters, obviously, are quite text-driven, whereas the flyers are a bit more visual um, and a sort of quick reference uh, piece of marketing. Um, and, you know, we send it to the same landlord list that have been downloaded from, uh, from Brent Council. You can do it for whichever council you work with as well. Um, and, um, uh, and yeah, just to mix up, mix up your messaging a little bit to kind of catch people's eye. Um, I like that. Again, hasn't necessarily worked to date. Um, but if you don't put it out there, then like, you don't know whether or not it's going to be successful. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think say. that's brilliant. They look amazing. And again, Matt, well, I mean, we don't personally do that, but I think we definitely should. And when Steve's uh, back from his gardening tour, we're getting to do <laughs> stuff like that. But um, what I love about that is uh, everything you've just talked about and then shown, for those of you watching this on YouTube, uh, those of you who haven't, again, as Matt said, go and check out the YouTube channel mm. because the, the, the imagery there uh, complies by uh, quite a few of the things we covered in the last episode, which is the template of the trust. Yeah. You've had your logo, you've had talk, you know, there's, there's information on your flyers about you as a person and your business and your core offering and how to get in contact. It's all there. This yeah. stuff isn't rocket science, uh, but it will definitely help you because it gives you visibility in your local market and it helps you differentiate your business and your service from everyone else in the area who doesn't do that stuff. Yeah. So that will definitely bear fruit at some stage. That's yeah, great. Nice. Cool. Um, in terms of like offline or direct marketing, is there anything else that um, you guys do other than letters um, in uh, sort of in the areas that you work in for your rent to rent? Is there anything that you do specific? The, the stuff that we've stopped doing. Yeah, the stuff that you <laughs> wasn't working at all. <laughs> we thought we thought we were, we were being quite cool and innovative. Um, so, for example, we used to put postcards up in you know various meeting places where we thought potential landlords or managing agents would be. Yeah, so we put postcards up in key cutting shops, etc. We do it in um, you know the local supermarkets, that sort of place, um, uh, news agents. But actually. Again, although we thought we were being clever and you know slightly more innovative, uh, we weren't. We got no response. From <laughs> so genuinely, the key things that we do now is we market primarily to landlords using the letters, but we'll definitely use your flyer ideas shortly. Yeah. Uh, and also, we go out to agents too. And again, we use the similar concepts talked about here in brochures for agents. So those those are all we actually do: agents and landlords from those two areas. Nice. Cool. So let's have a, um, a little bit of a chat about um, online marketing. Um, yeah. And um, so the key ones that um, spring to my mind are obviously social media. 
um, you know, primarily sort of Facebook, Instagram, um, and LinkedIn, um, perhaps Twitter, uh, maybe, um, but and also um, email marketing, um, which is a, a little bit more complicated from a landlord perspective. Um, but yeah, starting with social, I mean, <clears throat> you know, at the moment, I have to admit, we are not necessarily as active as we could be on, um, on social media. Um, but we are consistently putting out, you know, images, um, and information, um, uh, on, um, my Renko London's um, Instagram and Facebook feed. Um, so at least that there is, there's a, a backstory, right? So when a landlord does receive a letter or a flyer or, you know, clicks on um, my social profile on, on LinkedIn, uh, or on Facebook, um, it takes them through to the company, um, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn page as well, and they can sort of see that there's activity there, right? So there's a there's a backstory. Um, we haven't used anything like um, Facebook ads or Instagram ads or um, Google AdWords. Um, I'm not sure why as yet. I think we've kind of relied quite a lot on um, the success uh, of um, getting our property through agents. Um, but also now that we've got relationships with existing landlords for um, our HMO properties, we're sort of building relationships with them and trying to get referrals from from them for you know other properties or other landlords. Yeah. Um, so although social is quite important, I think we haven't perhaps used it at its full capacity. And I think, you know, you mentioned a very valid point. Um, I can't remember whether it was on a previous, yeah, yeah, on a previous <laughs> oh, episode or whether we were on a, um, a mastermind call together, which was about having like a marketing budget and seeing what fits, you know, which bits of marketing will fit within your budget. You yeah. may only have budget to send out one round of letters or yeah. you may have budget to send out 10 rounds of letters and run, you know, Instagram, Facebook and um, Google AdWords um, all at the same time which will obviously increase your reach and the possibility for, you know, hitting the spot. Um, yeah. But I think for now, like from our perspective, we, we have um, a very tight budget. Um, so we're utilizing it as best we can. And for us, it's more about visibility right now. Uh, and then it's just sort of down to me to, you know, facilitate the relationship building with agents and existing landlords um, and kind of going from there. Uh, yeah. What do you guys do on online? Do you do very anything little. different? Have you, very little. Okay. <laughs> no, very little. So because Matt, it comes back to a couple of things. You mentioned the, the budget there. So um, whenever we are looking at our own uh, property businesses, but also when we're helping other people too, um, <clears throat> I think it's very easy to do one of two extremes. One extreme can be when you're just starting out, you're full of motivation, you're very excited, you've got this brand new property business, and then you go out there and you blow a lot of time mm. and effort and potentially money on lots of stuff. Yeah. However, once the motivation um, dies down a bit, or maybe after 30 days and you haven't got as much response as you expected, um, you might think, oh, I'm not quite sure what's worked and what hasn't. Or I've got no money left, I just blew it all in the, you know, the first 30 yeah. days. <laughs> which is why we talk about two things. I think marketing is all about maintaining visibility and having credibility. And we talked about 10 pillars of trust, of course, uh, that helps you get that credibility. But the second thing from a budgetary point of view is what can you spend? What can your business afford to spend or you personally 
or when you're just starting out, what can you afford to spend consistently? Which mm. means that rather than blowing it all out in one big, I don't know, splurge of you know, spending a lot of money in, in the first 30 days, what can you do month after month after month after month that's affordable to you on the assumption that you might not get any new business through for 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, but still affordable? Because, as I mentioned beforehand, we were very lucky um, with the first set of landlord letters we sent out and that Penny, the landlady, uh, replied in the first week. That was luck. That wasn't anything to do with, well, again, again, we, we were very clear about what our message was and how we could help. But she replied and responded because she needed some help and, and our letter just was there at the time. But what happens if we spent all of our money on letters for three months and got no response? Could we have afforded to do it in months four, five, and six? We don't know unless we had a budget. So please, whatever you do, fix a budget because I'd much prefer you to have a sustainable uh, and affordable property marketing strategy mm. rather than blowing it or the other extreme, doing nothing. <laughs> so your yeah, question, yeah. Matt, was about, um, uh, was about what do you do online? We do lots of organic stuff online, i.e. not paid for yeah. because... We're in the situation now uh, that we've got, obviously, a bit of a track record in our local marketplace, mm. um, which means we've already got some credibility through marketing we've been doing consistently for a long time now, which is basically letters and working with la uh, letting agents, as I mentioned. Uh, but also, as you mentioned, a really great point, which is you get testimonials or referrals or recommendations from people who are already working with you. Mm. So here's the thing. If you, oh, as soon as you get your very first deal, whether it be from a landlord, this is the, episode, this is the focus of this episode, or a letting agent, for example, as mm. soon as you get your first one, and then once you've got an opportunity for them to um, uh, benefit from working with you, and you feel confident, and asking them for either a referral, or can you give me a quote, or is there anybody else you know, or give me a testimonial, as soon as you've got that stuff, and then, and then you put that into your marketing, whether it be paid for advertising, like paying for ads on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever, or you simply use what they call organic or free advertising, i.e. using those case studies or quotes or recommendations on some of those social media uh, platforms, which could just literally be a, a various bunch of posts. And now you could do that, for example, Matt, in your Insta or your Twitter feeds, for example. Mm. So you can pay for it. Or once you've got some uh, recommendations or even just one, use that to try and amplify your credibility on your messages, whether it's paid for or otherwise. But yeah, Matt, sure. Stephen and I don't spend anything on online advertising. So again, it's, it's posts, yeah. it's free, um, and it's sharing value and content, which is free. Yeah. Because like you, I'm a real believer of, Everybody, if they haven't worked with you before in your areas, wherever you're listening to this from or wherever you guys who are subscribed to the podcast operate in, if somebody hasn't worked with you before, as soon as they find some of your marketing, for example, mm. um, they're going to want to check you out. And where can they do that? Well, they can hopefully do that online. It might be on your Instagram feed or your Facebook page or whatever. So again, having that backstory mentioned, Matt, is, is, is cool. Yeah, definitely. I think the... <clears throat> The, um, the other thing which I'm a, a big fan of um, is um, email marketing. Now, um, as I mentioned, it's a little bit trickier to um, email market to landlords um, because uh, you need to obviously get their email addresses. 
if you're you using the um the landlord list then you only get um physical addresses right so um there i have tested a couple of things about this so there's um there is a software which people far more intelligent and more productive than me have produced where you can um where you can um skip trace uh, people's contact details so their social profiles or their email addresses now gdpr understood for sure um but for with their social profiles there is the opportunity to um uh to obviously search for them online and connect for them with them online as well um through social profiles and in time like you can use um the same concept that you would use for email marketing for social media marketing so you can do blanket messages out to your social profiles um which could be utilized uh for um you know trying to get access to or spreading the word about your property business um alternatively with a backstory with a backstory of um uh having speaking or speaking with agents or when you do start getting landlords contact details from those that you're working with um you can start using their email addresses for um for uh marketing to them about newsletters and about things that are going on within your local um within your gold mine area uh, because the more points of contact you have with landlords and agents the more they're aware of obviously your business and what you're doing within um, the local area um, and you're also able to um, you know put in offers and opportunities and ways for them to contact you and all that kind of stuff which is a little bit more direct and you can track better um, email marketing and social marketing rather than sending out landlord letters so you can kind of get an idea as to what your um, return on um, your investment is going to be and email marketing isn't that expensive there's a bunch of platforms out there um, you know MailChimp being one that we use HubSpot um, as well which is part of our CRM system where um, the email marketing is super low cost um, with um, social media using the same concept once you have um, profiles that you're connected with um, you know, you can either manually send out individual emails to relevant contacts or that can be automated as well, um, which is something that um, we're going to start testing once we've targeted and we've got the right um, social contacts um, connected to the business. So those are opportunities. Um, I've used email marketing quite a bit in, um, in uh, my previous cleaning business and it had quite, you know, a relative amount of success for sure. But just again, as with the landlord letters, you know, a landlord may or an agent will receive your email. They may not act upon it straight away. But we had people, you know, certainly with the cleaning that would phone us like 12 months, 18 months, two years after receiving our email and they'd get in touch with us to say, oh, hey, I know you guys offer this sort of cleaning. Can you help us out today? So you just never know what the long tail effect of, you know, doing this is going to be. And as Jamie mentioned earlier on in this episode, it is, it's not just focusing necessarily on one funnel. It's having these various options available to you so that, so that you can, um, you know, increase your chances of, of success. Right. Yeah, definitely. No, that's great stuff. Yeah. We, um, 
we, we do some email marketing. Um, there's a couple of ways that we also use to uh, get email addresses from local landlords. Um, so we can, we, again, certainly in the early days, we would go to all of the local property networking mm. events in the area. So mm. this could be run in conjunction with the council, like the NLA, the National Landlords Association. Check those out on Google. There might be something local to you that goes regularly. So you go there. Uh, you might be able to find some contact details uh, or indeed find the landlords there, of course, and get their contact details. Um, there could be other events run by the National Landlords or, or the Residential Landlords Association, mm. the local property networking meetings. All those things are useful, so you know, real in-person events. Uh, and and that, again, it takes a bit of time and a bit of effort, but once you're starting to build connections and promote yourself at those events, again, you're, you've got some extra visibility, which, which people who aren't doing that, of course, aren't getting, so you get some benefit there. Um, and again, make sure it's affordable for you. Make sure it's within your marketing budget you set yourself each month. Um, we also use LinkedIn. This is increasingly yeah. now. There's, there are actually Facebook LinkedIn is also to an extent, but... Um, there are local landlord groups all over the place mm. and you can find those in certain so social platforms. Uh, we've had particular success with LinkedIn um, mm. and some success with Facebook. With Facebook, there's quite big um, uh, forums of property investors and landlords. So why not go and enter those yourself and say, who else operates in my area? Mm. You know, gather data, find out some information and then private message them or direct message them to say, love to meet up, love to have a conversation, um, what's your details, can I send you an email or whatever it might be. So just communicate and network there and gather their contact details. And likewise on LinkedIn, uh, you can go to people directly on LinkedIn and, and contact them as well. It's yeah. all about, as you said, Matt, it's all about uh, building those connections and, and reaching out to people uh, because over time, then you'll build up, in this case, an email database, a yeah. list of people who you know operate in your area. So definitely yeah. worth it. Yeah, for sure. Now, one um, element of um, marketing which we have never used, uh, some of the um, guerrilla marketing tactics, like bandit boards or sticking notices on um, you know, relevant properties or having advertising, like um, stickers on cars and that sort of stuff. Have you used any kind of creative and out-of-the-box marketing tactics like that? Matt, do I look creative? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, never. Um, actually, that's not quite true. When I first got into property, um, I was buying a few single-let properties, and we did a bit of a, a single-let sourcing business. This was up in Leeds for about a year, 18 months. And we did get, in the properties that we bought and were renovating, mm. uh, we did get the big bandit boards, big yellow, you know, we buy houses. Yeah. Uh, and we stuck them up into, um, into the windows. Uh, but to be honest, that didn't really ever work, you know. Uh, but I've never used it with our HMO business, not once. Yeah, fair enough. No, I haven't either. Just I haven't got any down. stories to share on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, super traditional, super traditional. Yeah. <laughs> no, Actually, having said that, I, I know you're you're interviewing uh, uh, Tracy, a friend of ours, uh, yeah. soon. And Tracy uh, was recently setting up a rent-to-rent -rent HMO business. Uh, she's she's based on the south coast or southwest, um, and she has got stickers on her. And she had conversations with uh, property owners and letting agents on the back of some of the stickers on her car. Really? Um, so I know this stuff works, but oh, wow. I just haven't done it myself. Yeah, no, I haven't either. I've seen people dress up their dogs in little jumpers with the advertising stuff on the back <laughs> as well, which is obviously a nice little, a nice little I like introduction. That. <laughs> I like that. 
I think once, once lockdown's over, I might try and convince my teenage daughters to go and dress yeah. up. Yeah. What, what do you reckon the chance of that working? Well? <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's a good shout. No well, look, um, guys, we have um, covered off um, a few elements in terms of uh, marketing to um, to landlords. And um, just before we go, so we spoke about a ten pillars document in the last episode just want to show you as well i've given you an idea of flyers so this is um currently our um 10 pillars doc i'm not going to give you the details but other than to say okay go on i'll give you this look, Ooh, have a look sneak at those. preview guys look at Ooh, look at those of you on youtube i'd watch this now it looks good youtube look at that um but yeah this is a 10 pillars document is 10 pages long i think this is a5 or a i don't even know what this is a2 Whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Smaller than A4. <laughs> super, yeah. Super light. Um, and this has worked wonders for us. I mean, this is probably the, the third or fourth um, edition because uh, we've changed, we've updated it, we've played around with a few things and we're currently going through a revision now. Um, we've also used uh, the content in this brochure um, makes up the sort of the foundation of our website as well just to Brilliant. make sure that everything is consistent. Um, but yeah, this is, um, if you haven't listened to the last episode, make sure you do, make sure you download um, the one-page crib sheet as well so you can get your own um, 10 pillars doc started. Um, mm. But in terms of like marketing collateral, this has worked wonders for us. Um, so I would definitely, definitely recommend, um, you know, uh, utilizing uh, the same principles listening back to the last episode, getting your own marketing um, collateral started. Um, for now, though, I'm going to hand over to um, Jamie for uh, hashtag JLC. Whee, nice. JLC. Nice. <laughs> Jamie's last comments. Here Jamie's you go. Jamie's last uh, comment. This is when I'm under pressure. I've got to think of something know, useful to say. Like, oh. Okay, so uh, JLC for this episode. Yes. Um, I think three key points. One is be very clear who you're marketing to and the benefit they get from working with you. Two, yeah. set a marketing budget that's affordable for you to do in your business as you're setting up and expanding your business. So you can, you can afford to do certain things within that budget every single month. And number three, use some of the 10 pillars of trust uh, recommendations from the previous episode and mm. then some of the recommendations from this episode about the marketing platforms or ways of communicating that we've covered and just do it regularly you will get response it might be in the first week it might be longer than that but the more that you promote and market yourself and the more you communicate in a clear way that can identify the benefits that landlords in this case will get from working with you the mm. sooner you start sparking conversations emails phone calls and then you can start promoting and selling your business to them in person nice lovely great jlc thank you very much you. <laughs> Got Look, guys, i know you did we're going to call it a day um, for this episode um thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for listening um, as uh, we've both mentioned um, throughout this episode, make sure you head over to the YouTube channel, the HMO Experience, press the subscribe button and make sure you get notifications when our weekly videos go up. Also, if you're listening on a device, thank you very much. If you're a first-time listener, make sure you press the subscribe button as well, whether it's Spotify, Apple, uh, Pocket Cast, Breaker, all the bunch of channels. Um, hit the subscribe button, head over to Facebook, 
um, like the HMO Experience Facebook page and also join the Property and HMO Forum hosted by the HMO Experience where you can continue the conversation, come in, join, ask questions, spread a little bit of knowledge. Um, we are here to help. Uh, and the next episode, next week, episode 40, is going to be um, specific to marketing to investors. Uh, so we've covered landlords in this episode. We covered the 10 pillars document in the previous episode, episode 38. Um, so this next episode is going to be about how to um, position and market, market yourself to investors. So make sure you tune in. For now, however, we're going to call it a day. So it is goodbye from Jamie. Bye, Jamie. Hey, guys. Thanks hey. for listening and watching. <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for joining. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,